Okay, we are live. All right. Welcome. Welcome to another Radigan Rockcast live podcast. You saw it earlier today uh, as the first one and the first video of 2022. And voila, our light is on for the people who are actually watching us do a podcast right now. And yes, and uh, so yeah, I am here with my buddy Anthony. It's been a while since we've been together for people who are watching on YouTube and all that. It's been a while, but we're back together after having so many fights and all that stuff. We made up, which by the way, we never had a fight. That was a joke, but I ruined it by making it more awkward. And you know, I'm doing it again. I'm uh, making everything awkward like I always do. Yeah, th that's the reason why you didn't see him for a while because he he was not that helpful with me with what I could do to make me and en more entertaining for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so that's that. And uh, so what I've been talking about on my podcast lately has been a lot of you know classic nostalgia rock and all that sense. Uh, you know, but we talked about today Olivia Rodrigo and her and the art. Yeah, and the artist her. Because it was just on my mind, like these new artists that have been coming onto the scene. And even though I'm more of a guy who likes more of like the 60s and 70s stuff, because I feel like that has better music, I do. I'm interested. It does. Yeah, it does. But I, I'm interested in knowing what is going on current and all that stuff. Like I say, like, like our announcer Tim Turner says, we even do stuff even current. So. By doing that, I want to listen to Olivia Rodrigo's album, Sour, and hers album, Back of My Mind. And we talked about, and I talked about those albums today, but we're going to be talking more about the artists in general and all that. So, Anthony, what do you think of, like, the artists such as her and Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah, so what is, what is that? I listened to, I guess, some recent stuff from them over the last week. Yeah, because I think we were supposed to we were supposed to do this like last week, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I went and got prepared for that. And all right, so I'll, I'll start with her. Like, she's one of those artists where I the more I listen to her, the less I enjoy her. Interesting. It's an interesting thing, but I think I see what you're saying. But go on. No, no, because um, I'll put it on. I'll put it here too. Uh, so I'll, 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 oh yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm also live on Instagram, on my Instagram page, follow yeah. me at DJ McGame 17 <laughs> That's why I got to plug my own stuff on there. Yeah. But anyway, so I went and listened to a, whatever her just recently put out. And, you know, like one thing I've noticed is she kind of, she makes a lot of what I like to call background Music. He here. Here he goes again with his background music. Yes, background music. And um, shout out to a friend of ours, Taylor, because he's a big fan of her. I love that. Shout out to our friend of ours, who's a big fan of hers. And now I'm going to crash the career of her and break and smash people's dreams who actually like her. Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like. I. I'll, I'll put it like this. Her is. The way I feel about her right now is probably in a similar vein to how I feel about Madden Dragons, where I enjoy watching them perform live, but not really like enjoy as much like when it comes to listening to their music, and more and more so like the more I listen to their music, the less I enjoy it. So, right. Well, well the one that I noticed about her is because everybody was talking about how great arm 
great R&B artist she is and all that. But I don't feel like as much of a connection with her voice. And like, you know, not that she doesn't have a good voice, but, you know, somebody who had the song, I think, Rise Up, uh, Andrea Day and all that, like her stuff was really soulful and all that. But when you hear her, it's more of like mainstream pop and all that and mixed with R&B. But it's hard to tell what her music is what she's really going for even with the album back of my mind like i couldn't there was no theme to it she had these themes before she's been around for a while this wasn't her first album even though it was technically labeled as her first studio album she's done stuff before as like a comp and it's been listed as a compilation album eps but this felt like a compilation album too i mean there's 21 songs and they all don't have a and the album does not have like an actual theme to it and i feel like albums need to have a theme and you know there's like some cool there's some great solid r&b songs on there but there are some that are just you know just playing like the collaborations i just do not like on there you know yeah i kind of lost interest after the fourth song really yeah yeah no because yeah i know like i i did too it wasn't really till bloody waters where i was like okay this is actually good and the only other song i can think of that's good on there is a uh, cheat code and uh what what else do you have to say anthony Anything else about uh, her as an artist or a performer? Like I said, like her album is just way too long. Like it's it's that yeah, issue I've been noticing. Well, there's some other issues too, but like one of the things I've been noticing, like especially since like what was it, 2018 or whatever, like a lot of people have been happy releasing what I like to call playlist albums, which is these long, bloated albums of just a bunch of tracks. They're just trying to have as many songs on it, just regardless of its quality. And you get a lot more of like the cool filler music. Yeah. Because, let's see, Drake had that problem. I guess you could say Drake. maybe. Yeah, because Drake has just been releasing nothing but um, yeah playlist albums. Well, Drake is Drake. He's so spoiled with, you know, his fame that he can do whatever. He, he can just release a fart and people will go nuts. Yeah, like, his earlier stuff was good. Like, his first four albums were pretty good. It's just, like, from, like, views onwards. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that was the same with Kanye, too, right? Yeah. Well, Kanye's a little more complicated. Yeah. Or yay, as he's called now. <laughs> I don't know. He likes to call himself a lot of things. Yeah. But he's actually one of the few artists I'm actually legitimately interested in or have any real investment in right now. Interesting. Even now. Yes. Because, you know, I, I know people have their issues with, like, I guess his later stuff or whatever, but he's, like, one of the few artists um, that I feel like that's actually still trying to do interesting things for, um, for better or for worse. Interesting. Like, not all his stuff lands. For example, like, Jesus, that's, like, one of his more, I guess, polarizing albums because you have people, that, that was a very, like, mixed reception album because you have people that love the album, that hate it. I'm more leaning towards disliking it, but that's also for the the lyrics on that album was like really bad, but the production was pretty good. Yeah. And then you have like the Life of Pablo, which is another album that's pretty polarizing that. that. I actually enjoyed that album, but I know there's a lot of people that, that did not. And I guess I understand why. Then you have the one album that nobody really talks about much, which is probably my least favorite album from him. It's called Yay. Yeah. That one just to me, that one just kind of exists. That's probably his blandest album, even though it probably had some of his better, like, lyricism. 
in a while. But I don't know, just it, it just kind of felt like I was there. But then again, for what I've for what I've heard that particular year, because I think that came out in 2018, he was involved in so many projects. Because he was producing a lot of people's albums. He even did a collab album that same year with Kid Cudi called I think Kids See Ghosts. Oh, I I don't know Kid Cudi. I don't know who that is. Um, you ever heard that song Day and Night? Uh, might have. Yeah. So he, yeah. So he's like one of his um one of his artists basically. So yeah. So they did a collab on that um that year, and I think Ye was like the last or one of the last projects he released that year. And to me, that album sound like the leftovers of everything he was working on that year. Interesting. Interesting. At least at least that's how I see. It. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't know what the consensus on that is because again, I don't hear too many people talk about that one. I think that one just kind of came away. And then you have um the the gospel album he had put out, which is called like Jesus is King. I haven't heard the whole album, but like some of the so like that was a really controversial one because you know it's it's a, it's a religious album, and you know there was a lot of debate whether like, he really like I guess how religious he is and like how. I want to say sacrilegious, though, whatever the yeah. album was or whatever, yeah. but, like, you know, there, there's a whole lot, like, you know, this, this is what's going to be controversy, controversy with that when you have, like, a commercial artist, especially someone as, as erratic as him. Yeah. Kind of trying to do that, but, um, like, the songs I did hear in there, it was actually, like, pretty good. Like, because I heard some people say that was, like, one of his worst albums. I'm just like, I don't know if I agree with that. I got to listen to the rest of it, but from what I've heard so far, yeah. Good stuff, I think. Well, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but maybe I really should check out Kanye West. Yeah, you should. I don't know why yeah. you have it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing with Kanye is, and I think Kanye has done this to himself, is that he's kind of put himself more as a brand, as a person, than he has as a musician. And I think he's polarized a lot of people because of who he is. No, that's definitely the case. He's... But people don't take him serious for his music, and also too, he's rich not just because, not really because of his music. It's because of what he's doing on his business deals. You know? Yeah, but he's it's a businessman it's, too. It's all of that. Yeah, like he's one of the few people that's like that's um pursue other endeavors that I still consider like a legitimate artist because he actually is a very artistic person. It's just that he's also very erratic, and he yeah. really has some mental issues that he needs to um put. Art, artists that do create work that people like are happy to be that way, in a sense. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I would say him, like, alongside people like Lauren Hill, it's like the definition of a torture artist. Mm. Oh, Lauren Hill, I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? No, not really. Uh oh. Is that a big, shocking Dear Diary moment right now? You ever heard of the Fugees? The Fugees? No. All right, I dude. feel like that, that sounds like an awful name, too. It's a 90s rapper. <laughs> Oh, okay. One. So, wait, is it a man or a woman? It's a woman. Okay, yeah. The Fuji's was made up of three people. Lauren Hill, Wycliffe, John. I'm not sure if maybe referred to him. Nah. All right. All right. Okay, he kind of fell off after the 2000s. But, um, and then you have the other guy whose name I don't really remember. I don't think anyone really does. He was just there. Interesting. But, yeah, she came out with one solo album in, like, 1998 or 99 something, and... Yeah, she only had like one album, and it's considered like one of the greatest albums of all time. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, it's it's great stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, Tanya actually sampled one of her songs off from that album 
in um in the movements now when you put out Donda. Oh yeah, Donda, yeah. Yeah, because um I think that was actually one of the songs he had actually put out as a single. And I was like, yes. Because when I was going through that album, for when I was that follows my Instagram, when I was listening to the album, I was doing I guess what you could call the Instagram version of tweeting as I'm listening to it to kind of get my over. Right, I remember I remember you seeing you do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my thoughts on that album was kind of all over the place. It is, it, it, it's an album I still don't know necessarily how I feel about because the good songs on there, it's like really good, but the bad songs are like really bad. And it has the weekend on it, so I already bring it down a few points. Well, you don't like the weekend? No. Oh, I didn't know you didn't like the weekend, but they really love the weekend. No. Wow. Honestly, I think he is overrated. Ooh, that might cause people to get angry. Well, I don't know about maybe. Yeah, I, I would probably say that. No, I'm, except for maybe it's like recent project. I've been hearing I mean, I've been hearing some interesting things about the new project that he's done. But like, I know the thing about the weekend is like you know how he's performed at like the Super Bowl and all that stuff. Yeah. Like and blinded, blinded lights. I mean, he's an interesting artist, but I, I don't, I don't know. You know, like. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know if he's more like. In some ways, he does have a more soulful voice. In some ways, a little bit more soulful than her, in a sense. Like her, it's hard to tell if she is really trying to be completely R and B or like. It's hard to tell what her style is. That I, I think the problem is I don't think she really knows what she wants to do. Yeah, I think that because again, like, and honestly, I'm, and honestly, like, what originally got me interested in her was actually not her R and B, like, like yeah. Like, like modern R&B today, that wasn't really the stuff that got me into her. This actually was making me lose interest in her. So what got you into her? Her live performances, she was kind of doing like more like kind of like a mix of like R&B and like rock stuff. Well, I thought what was interesting is how she played like with the guitar. That's what I was saying. Yeah, like the more like rock stuff that she was doing. Yeah, and even when that performance she did in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, with Keith Urban, I think they were doing the Tina Turner song, I think something like that. You know, um, that just showed an interesting. Thing that made me more interested to know more about her. I kind of wish she had stuck to doing that. I don't know. I don't know. Just like people in the ear telling her to do more generic stuff, but it's. I just don't think it fits her at all. Yeah, but like that album that I listened to, and I listened to it a few times. At times, it felt like a chore. But the thing that was like funny about it was like with collaborations like from like DJ Khaled and like Chris Chris Brown. It's like. She don't. She doesn't need those people to make a good album. I mean, she wants to do those stuff. She can do collaboration with them and release it as a single. But if you want to do an album, I think if she really wants to do an actual studio album, she should do something that's just her on it and her alone. You know, and her. You know, having her own identity. And some songs that did have that were like Bloody Waters and Cheat Code. I feel like in a sense. But and I feel like that would work well if she can keep to an album that. Is mellow but has some R and B, so R and B mellow. I, I would call it. The album, her music is very mellow. That's the problem. Yeah, well, well, song like Slot, we made it, and Slide. Well, definitely we made it. The first song, like, what? there's nothing going on in there. Like the song we made it, it's so I, mellow that it's like I, boring. I can't tell. I can't even tell what you're talking about because. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know what. It, they, that's the other problem. All the stuff's not exactly the same. I'm, Exactly. After a while, because I remember I'm trying to listen to like three or four different artists. Like I'm trying to listen all the way back to back. So like, bare, like after four tracks, I was like, All right, I'm kind of over her. And then I started like after a while, I realized I was losing 
um, I was kind of just kind of tuning out of it. So then I started listening to um, Olivia. Yes. Yeah, so, so what do you think of Olivia Rodrigo? Um, I think she was definitely better. Oh, I think so too. I think that album was perfect in that sense. Well, well not not perfect, perfect, but like perfect in the sense of a good concept album of what around now. Because when people release albums, it really is just a collection of songs. It's like the old days in the fifties and forties yeah. when you would just release a bunch of songs and put it on a thing called an album. You know, that's all that's all it was. And I think like with her having like a full concept of it, you know, being like teenage bedroom pop and all that, you know, and having it recorded during the pandemic. I mean it's a great production on it, you know. Yeah, like because it was fine. Like I still wasn't crazy about it. It's to to me like when I was going to each audience, I was like, all right, this is a step up from the last person I just listened to. I think the one I kind of enjoyed the most out of the people I was listening to was Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Now, Billie Eilish, I have to listen to more. Like, I, I heard her do a cover of Yesterday one time. I think it was at the Grammys, like, a few years ago. And that was interesting. I mean, I do want to get more into Billie Eilish and all that. Yeah. I think she, she is an interesting artist. I mean, I remember uh, hearing about her from my cousin for the first time in 2017. And that was before she was really like big big and it wasn't really till like 2019 where she was like a superstar well i have heard like uh, a song on the radio from like, i don't know how long ago it was that i just recently found out was from her and I, it was a song actually really good so now i'm actually interested in it is that that song ocean eyes or something like that because ocean eyes i think was like her first hit i think because she she released i think like an ep in 2017 yeah, and then her first was album there. was in 2019, and then she had an album that came out this year, which is also up for a Grammy nomination alongside Olivia Rodrigo and her as well. You know, they're they're up for best album of the year, and but, it's definitely not going to her. I'd be surprised if her one, her her one for album of the year. She might win because I've been noticing she's been winning a lot more lately. But I think honestly, if anybody would win from out of her or Olivia Rodrigo, I feel like they should get the album of Olivia Rodrigo. But I do not think that she'll get it. Because I think she still has to prove herself, I think, to the record industry. Because Billie Eilish is more of an established artist at this point still. So it's possible that Billie Eilish will get it. Or um, even, uh, you know, somebody like Lil Nas X and all that stuff. You know, I'm he's very... You, you, what, so you don't like Lil Nas X? He's trash. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Lil Nas X's. You only have one good song. Which one? Old Town Road? Yes. Yeah, I mean, even that was an interesting thing. And it gave, well, I will say, it gave Billy Ray Cyrus his second hit. Yeah. <laughs> because that's he that's only had one hit for the longest time. And after 30 odd years, he needed a young rapper, a young 20 year old rapper, to get his career back in shape. I think I remember hearing somewhere that there was another like one hit wonder from like years ago that finally got like a second hit. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because the younger artists save them. That's that's why. Yeah, it's coming. These younger season. artists become big and you know hit the gold line, and they're able to. They realize, oh hey, this guy was actually had a good song. Why don't I help this guy who and give him another hit after thirty years of not having a successful song? So you know, hey, yeah, Billy Ray Billy Ray Cyrus is no longer just known for being the guy with the song "Achy Breaky Heart" and the father of Miley Cyrus. Now he's known for being the father of Miley Cyrus, the song Achy Breaky Heart, and Old Town Road. I'm sorry, for a long time I only knew him for being Miley Cyrus. I didn't even know he had a hit. Yeah. And 
yeah, I remember, I remember my I remember my grandparents talking about that, and it was like he only had one hit though, and uh, yeah, and everybody would joke about that that her father only had one hit, and now you know his daughter you know is like one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, yeah, and I think like, but I don't know. I mean, when you, you talk to talk about like an artist like Billie Eilish and Lil Nas X, I mean, I think the thing that's interesting about Lil Nas X is that. Uh, I'm not a fan of his music in a sense. I like what style he brings to, I think, uh, you know, the entertainment industry. I think, you know, I can definitely see a lot of Elton John in him in that sense of his style. I mean, considering that it seems like Elton John has kind of taken him under his wing, doing like those, uh, you know, those Uber Eats commercials together and all that. And I think, you know, um, but in a sense of his music, I think it's like, it doesn't really vibe with me. I tried to listen to it and I couldn't even get through it. Uh, and I think the thing too is like, it's hard. Is he a rapper? Is he a sinner? And I, I think rappers have a hard, and I think the reason why rappers are so, so snobby when it comes to him is because I think his commercial element is popular, not because he's a rapper, but it's because he has the style of rapping and singing. And, you know, nobody can tell, like, there's not a real, there's not a real category for that either, though, you know, it's not a category, and he's, and I think that's the thing that people have a problem with, you know, like, people don't like to call him a rapper, because they, they don't want to, they don't feel he's a true rapper. I mean, I will say Monor, uh, his, his album Monorail or something like that, Monorail or something like that, mm -hmm. it, it was an album, I think, that definitely had a lot of art in it, and, you know, freedom of expression and all that. So I will give him that. Well, he has an album already. Yeah, it's it's his first album because he had his EP out and all that that had Old Town Road. I think he I think he started. I think he his claim to fame was he made a mixtape. I think no, he made like a mixtape in like 2018 and all that, and then he released the EP and all that. I mean, I really started hearing about him just about honestly like this year. The same with like the same with Olivia Rodrigo. The same with her. Um, I've heard about Billy Irish for a few years now, so yeah. I didn't know she existed until like I think last year. Who Billy Irish? Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard about her before she was big because my cousin was a huge fan of her uh in uh, like twenty seventeen. And like nobody really knew who Billy Irish was in twenty seventeen. Yeah. She had like one hit that was sort of becoming popular but not like not mainstream, not the way she is now. Now she's like in the level of like Ariana Grande popular. All that. That's the same with like, honestly, Olivia Rodrigo is not Ariana Grande yet, but she's close, I think. Yeah, honestly, I, the only reason I kind of, yeah, the first time I heard about her, like from you know, when I was going to school, because I knew people that were listening. Yeah. yeah. And now, like, if I recall, I think Andrea Melvin's podcast. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, our album, whatever. Interesting. Yeah. But I think with me, what I was surprised about with Olivia Rodrigo was just how, I mean, you know, I think the thing that's interesting with her is because, you know, she can go the easy route of doing the same generic thing that people do her age, which is to, you know, do the most popular TikTok trend. And she could have just done a popular TikTok trend with music and all that. But no, she pours it down to the heart of actual emotions and all that and actual feelings, unlike the other people who are trying to get popular over, you know, just being very much publicity hounds and all that. And I think the thing about it, too, is that 
it's not only just a freedom of expression of, you know, saying what you feel and all that, but I think also not just that, I think though that she's able to, you know, relate to older music. She's sort of like, to me, I feel kind of like an old soul in the sense that, you know, if you listen to her songs, like, you know, Brule has a style of Elvis Costello, uh, you know, for instance, uh, you know, uh, even in the song Deja Vu, it references uh, Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. And I will say, if you haven't heard Deja Vu, that is a good song. The way she sings it, too, and the way she sings it in that falsetto, like, it's it, 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 it has, like, sort of, like, a, an early 2000s style to me, you know? Like, she has a very early 2000s vibe to the album. And I think that's the thing I like about it, is that it's nostalgic to other artists, and it's a, an appreciation of her influences. When, you know, these artists, I think, like, Blue Nas X and all that, or, like, other other artists that I see or all that try so hard, I feel, to create their own thing without, you know, having really based it on influences. And I think you need influences in order to be creative. It's like somebody once said to me that, like, you, you know, um, amateur professionals imitate while amateurs create, you know? And I think that's the thing. I think you base, and I think what Elvis Costello said about what was going on with the whole Olivia Rodrigo thing, when people were saying that, like, oh, she stole from Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello said, you take what you like from a thrill and you make your own out of it. And I think that works too, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So any uh, final thoughts on these artists? Um, I would say that, okay, so with, I guess I'm going to move on to because I've been hearing him a bit on the radio, you know, at school. Which, by the way, I'm on the radio show. You can check it out on Mondays. This guy, this motherfucking guy. From 6 to 8. So on Mondays, starting February. And if I recall, wait, does Valentine's Day fall on Monday this year? Yes. We play Valentine's Day music. To all you love birds out there. Yes, but especially for the single people. Yeah. Who we'll have nobody. Nobody. Alright. We're gonna Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. You single only ass people. Yes. And and if you are an upcoming artist, you send your music to me and I will play on the radio. But if it's too lovey dovey, he's not gonna play it. Just remember that. And it has to be clean. Yeah, unless it's but what about Safe Harbor? You know, like after ten and all that, you can play you can play music that has censored. That that's not censored. Just okay. you can't curse. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they still do that anymore. Because I know I think we do. We do that. We do it at our school with our station. Safe Harbor. We, we go by that. You know? Oh, because I know Storybook. They kind of like can hand me on that and so. Really, but you're not in yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that applies only. Oh, and anyway, so what were you gonna say about your your final thoughts on those Nasdaq? Yeah. So anyway, well, I've been also you know playing all the hit stuff, so I've been hearing his stuff, and honestly, I kind of wish he leaned more into what he was doing the whole time Road because I think that was a more interesting thing, like kind of the whole yeah yeah like, hip hop and country, whatever. He couldn't really like capitalized on that, but instead. I, after that, he just been releasing just generic radio rap. So, 
desperately disappointing. And as far as the L2 genre is concerned, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but granted, I'm not as familiar with Elton John's music, but I I don't know if I would say like he's the next Elton John. No, I I, 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 I I wouldn't say he's the next Elton John by a long shot. I just say by fashion-wise, uh, what he does and his choices as a performer, as in how he portrays himself, is sort of, I think, influence on Elton John. And... You know, I, I never know why people have such a problem with him. I don't know if it's because of what he's trying to express. I think, you know, this, of him being a gay man and all that. And I think he wants to express to people that it's okay for, you know, to see gay people kiss and all that. I think, you know, he's trying to show that to people. But also, too, I think it's not just that, you know. I think that these people don't like it when musicians are commercial and they're in your face at the time. The time. I think people can get bored of it at times. I mean, I do. Yeah, I mean, that is also kind of sus. So. Sus? What do you mean? If you be doing some, be doing some weirdo stuff, so. Well, Elton John does the weird stuff by putting mayonnaise in his fries, like doing that. That's so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, I'm just saying, he does some weirdo stuff. He, just, he does some questionable things. And I do think a lot of it is just done for the sake of, you know, views, but. Yeah, you know, I never know what to make it of anymore. I think what's the problem with artists from the, the 2000s and the 2010s is that not that we haven't had these paparazzi people that have been in the face of celebrities from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, but we have. But I just feel like people are getting, these people are getting more popular for their personal lives than their music. And I think it's ridiculous because they're not famous because of their personal lives. We're not celebrating and talking about them because of their personal lives. We're talking about them because they created something that a lot of people happen to enjoy. You know? Yeah, I actually have a lot to say about that. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of funny because we're supposed to be talking about, I guess, those like three to four artists in particular. We've been talking more about some other stuff, but first off, I want to shout out um, a guy we've been watching today, JT Curtis. JT Curtis, we owe you a lot, man. Go check out his channel. It's, it's fantastic. Get this guy more subscribers and more views. Yeah. We need to get him up there. It's like one of his not be. Biggest music channel we do. We want him bigger than Polyphonic, but yet we love you, Polyphonic. Yeah, but yeah, but JT's the next. He's the next dude. We gotta get him up there. He's the next dude. He's the next dude. He's gotta be. So he has this thing that he's been doing for a few years now. It's called like the, this document, like this we're walking over. So he just recently put out a video about like you know rock music or whatever in the two thousands, and watching that was interesting to say the least. And it's kind of reaffirmed things about how I've been feeling as me personally, as really the music industry or whatever, or music scene, especially from the 2000s onwards. Like the 2000s in particular is probably one of my least favorite decades. I know we've seen a little more fondly now because of like nostalgia or whatever, because, you know, I guess you have people like myself that grew up with that stuff, so that people are very nostalgic for it. Like the 2010s, a lot of people I know. Don't really, it's not seen in a positive way right now. And for a good reason, because a lot of it is not really good. But one thing I have not liked is that people say, oh, well, 2000 was great. No, what was it? It was a lot of the same stuff. As a matter of fact, a lot of the stuff that people are complaining about now, a lot of those trends started in the 2000s. But anyway, like. 2000s brought a lot of shame. 
the 2000s really just was, I think, really the start of when it stopped being about the music. Because you, like what you were saying about how a lot of these people are, you know, more, more, uh, more known for like the personal lives or whatever. That is a good point because think about it like this. How much do we really know about a lot of older people? What older? Oh, like Elvis and all that? Yeah. Well, I mean, Elvis is different because Elvis was definitely a big, bigger star. So we knew stuff about Elvis, but like Chuck Berry, Little Richard, like we didn't know that much about them. I mean, it's still their kind of private and you know, I mean, you know, even with the Beatles, I mean, we knew stuff, but I think everybody at the end of the day remembered these people were musicians. I think we've been to a point where people remem remember them as just a person, like how I feel about Kanye West, and we sort of discussed that. And I don't feel like people think of him first thing as a musician, you know. I think people think of Kanye as the crazy celebrity who is rich and yet complains and, you know, does these crazy things all the time. We're going to get to Kanye because I, I, I still have some stuff I have to say about that, but yeah. like, the thing is, is that, well, for one, and even like some of the stuff we do know about some of these people now, like some of that stuff they didn't get revealed like until like years later. But like you're saying, like we, we still know more of these people like for their music. I and mean, that's pretty much how they get remembered. Because at the end of the day, they were musicians first as opposed to being a celebrity first. Whereas nowadays, it's like the other way around. And in all honesty, a lot of people coming out now, especially like in the past like five or 10 years, a lot of these guys are basically just social media influencers yeah. trying to be artists or really just using the music scene to get their foot in the door to become like big celebrities. That's pretty much what they are now. And it doesn't really help that a lot or not very good at what they do, whether it's singing, rapping, or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, that's already an issue in itself. Because, you know, the quality of that stuff has dropped dramatically. Yeah, I feel like when you see people like, TikTok or social media trying to be centers. It just seems like they're just doing this whole wannabe kind of thing. Like I said, they just usually get their foot in the door so they can become a base of mm, Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and that has also led to the music kind of taking a nose out as well. And the other thing too, and even for the people that maybe are trying to become like actually artists, again, a lot of them aren't very good at what they do, so a lot of them have to rely on all this other stuff to get views. Because because even like it's also good for some of the people that maybe are a little better at singing or whatever, but they're still putting out like pretty like average generic to mediocre content. So the music doesn't really hold up on its own. The, like the music like with the older artists, a lot of the music speaks for itself. Yeah. And it's not the case for a lot of people coming up right now, at least that's popular. So so they have to do all these antics to get people to notice them. That's, so there's that problem. Now, when it comes to Kanye West, Kanye West, again, is a little more complicated because I think he is definitely still going to be remembered for his music, but he will, I think, also be remembered for his antics as well because oh, yeah. he, he's pretty, like, both of those for things sure. is, are, are pretty much synonymous with him. That's why I say he's pretty much like a tortured artist. I do. I also know that for some people, some people feel like he um, stopped being good after um. What was it? My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. But even then, that's, I don't fully agree with that. I actually think he has one of the best like music catalog and hip hop and one of the Yeah. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But like I said, he I think he'll be remembered for both, honestly. Like I said, he, he has like general actual issues that he does need to work out. 
So, but like I said, he's a big personality. He's, he's he, he wants to be artistic in many mediums. Like he wants to do music. He wants to do fashion. He even wanted. I think he even wanted to do some video game stuff at one point. I know he wanted to. Do, I know he wanted to do video game music. I know he wanted to make an album based on video games, which I think I might have found on YouTube. Really interesting. Yeah, because I think it's somebody leaked it. Interesting. Because he has a couple of canceled albums. Yeah. And someone recently had, like, actually a few months ago, had made that video talking about his canceled albums. Mm. And I think ever since that video came out, I think people have been really digging for that stuff now. And maybe some people found some stuff, maybe some people didn't, but I think I think somebody found that video game album. It's called Turbo Graphics 16. Now, for anyone that doesn't know what that is, that's a video game console from, I think, Generation 4. And for anyone that doesn't know what that is, that's pretty much like video game consoles from like the early 90s or whatever. Like, pretty much like Sega Genesis, the, um, the Super Nintendo, or SNES, like stuff like that. 16 bit. Like the early Sonic the Hedgehog games. Yeah. Or Super Mario World. Like that type of stuff. Yeah, as soon as it's Yeah, no, What's, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and apparently the album was called that because apparently that's Kanye West's favorite video game console. Which I'm shocked about because I'm just like, what? Nobody remembers what the Turbo Graphic 16 is. I guess Kanye West does because he's got the memory. He's got he's a, he's a genius. I mean, he said that he's a genius. Well, he is a genius. He's music wise, yes, yes, world leader now. No, but I would vote for him. But then again, I'm also an agent of chaos. I would vote for him just to see what happens. Kanye would have been the worst president in the United States. He I mean, He's a good musician, but he would have been the worst president. He probably would. I actually think it would be kind of funny, though, because you know he would have had a meltdown at some point and shut the whole government down. Yeah. You can't tell me that wouldn't be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would. I think he would be President West, you know, just shut down the government after having a mental breakdown. And I am Walt Disney in the flesh, Stanley Kubrick. (laughs) Come on, you got to think about this for a second. let's Let's say he did win the election. Okay. He's still married to Kim. That means we have the Kardashians in the White House. No. That would be... Yo, I kind of wish that would happen. Like, yeah. It's no different than Donald Trump. I'm sorry. It probably sorry would, but no, he, no, he'd actually be different. He'd be even more entertaining. It will never be a boring moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of late. <laughs> it's kind of late. I think I, I think I was asleep talking about that for a second. But, um, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. About that, with like accepting speeches and all that, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I do think Kanye West should have uh, did an album after uh, his experience with Taylor Swift, and he should have just praised Beyonce, and he should have just stole Beyonce from Jay Z when he had the chance. Yeah, maybe Jay Z wouldn't have cheated on her. Maybe, be, but maybe after two, Beyonce wouldn't have made a lemonade. So, okay. yes, which is easily the best album she's put out so far. It is interesting because it's like the one thing I will say about Beyonce is that like I feel like since the twenty tens it's like what has she done besides nominate or what has she done that's really just made people like that's been mainstream because even nominate is not I feel like in the albums and all that sense. It's uh, like it's not in the mainstream radio, it's just people talk about it as a, it's a good album and it was probably in Rolling Stone, it was like one of the good albums. Yeah, because honestly, I'll be honest, like, prior to that album, she really, at least in my opinion, she really hasn't had any great albums. 
Okay, you have four. I think that was pretty. That was a pretty solid album. It probably has the best vocal ability. But beyond that, like her albums have just been kind of there. Not bad or even just average. Yeah. I know she had that surprise album that she had came out with, but. What, recently? No, this is like a couple years ago. Yeah. It, was, it was a self titled album. She, it was a surprise album that she had put out. And she had like made like a. It's, it's a visual album as well, so she had like a music video for, for every like song, yeah. whatever. So, like, there was some decent effort there, but, like, I feel like aside from the fact that it was a visual album and it was a surprise album, there really wasn't much there to be said. Especially since Lisa Montana, I didn't think that the song selection was very good, and I also think it had the, her worst vocals. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of, which actually may sound worse in hindsight, especially coming off of 4, which, again, is arguably the album with her best vocals. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem with Beyonce is because she's been such a big star for the longest time now. She kind of is her worst enemy in the sense of how she is with the public. I think she's so isolated from the world being one of the biggest stars. I think nobody sees her anymore. People really have to keep her hidden. Like her, sec her security team really has to hide her from people. Sense, you know, I don't think it's really a problem. But I'm not saying it's so much of a problem, but it's just that, like, I'll say the reason why it's a problem music wise is being so isolated from the world, it's sometimes hard to, to how do you, you know, put that into music or relate to an audience and all that, you know, when, especially when you're one of the richest musicians in the world. You know, because I think she is probably, I believe she and Jay-Z are both, like, well, at least combined, they're the richest you know, people in the music industry. Well, the thing, too, is that she doesn't really write her own songs like that. Like, like she's, for the most part, she's a performer. Yeah, but I heard she, she does write her songs. I mean, she is a songwriter. I heard it was more like a system, but she has some. Yeah, maybe more like lyrics and I mean, all of them. I mean, I remember people were complaining about Drake, how his he had ghostwriters. Yeah, but that's different. Like, yeah, this is this is different. Like when it comes to singers, they can kind of get away with it because usually, yeah. like, it really wasn't until like you could argue like the sixties or whatever, or even like yeah, like, more, like rock artists or something. Yeah, because like, like the, you yeah. know, in the fifties, it was unnormal if you did if you did write your own songs, but. In the 60s, they changed that with the Beatles, that if you didn't write your own songs, you would be looked at as a weirdo. Yeah, but still, like, a lot of vocalists in general, they usually have songwriters. Yeah. But that's, that's why they have the whole singer-songwriter genre. Like, if that wasn't the case, it wouldn't exist. So Beyonce is definitely someone that usually like, yeah. has songwriters. Now, that doesn't mean she doesn't, like... Right. She, she, it doesn't mean that she's not in the process of, like, assisting with the writing of the song or... You know, whatever, but for the most part, she has songs. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case for like her more recent stuff. I'm not sure how more involved that stuff is. But I do, but if, if she did get more involved in that kind of process, I do think it's been kind of showing. Yeah. But, um, but no, I mean, I, it's interesting in that sense. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I will say that, like, you know, I think. To think, bring things on, like I guess, like an ending note, because I'm, I'm sort of getting tired. I'm, our battery is almost dead anyway. But um, that you know, new artists. I think there are some going to be. I think every now and then there'll be once the boomer, an artist that we might interact. People who like 
old soul stuff might realize, oh, this person's good, you know, because they, you know, relate back to these old musicians. And then they'll do an album where we won't like what they do. Almost like Maroon 5, you know, they, they did stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, he hates when I talk about Maroon 5 because I think Maroon 5 actually has some good stuff. But Maroon 5... You know, Adam Levine was able to collaborate with people like Stevie Wonder in 2005 at Live 8 and all that. And I think, and, you know, he can perform covers well in all that sense. But when he does an album just for the, the, the main audience of people, like in 2017, I feel like the album fails because it's not being true to what it, and it's just showing the business of music. And I think it's, and just, you know, listen, we all know that the music industry is a major wealthy industry and that musicians can get a lot of money but i think that in order how we relate to these people is if they t if they tell it to us straight if they don't just sing oh i'm on a yacht oh i'm on a yacht you know like and all that you know and i i think that's one thing i would like to say with that and i think like there i don't know if we should end it right there just in case our battery dies so you know um, that's the one problem with uh recording on the spot you know when your laptop is fully charged all right i got a few more things but i'll try to make it quick so first um i'll just comment on the weekend thing the reason why i'm not a big fan of the weekend is not because of it, like his music per se i think he at least from what i've heard from people he seems to have some interesting stuff i just don't like his voice because he, he sounds like he's trying to do a michael jackson impression and it sounds yeah. like really bad in my opinion. So until he stops doing that, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Now, have you, now how much of you listen to Bruno Mars stuff? Oh, Bruno Mars is good, yeah. I think Bruno Mars is, is I mean, what I always loved about Bruno Mars too is I feel like he had that old soul style too. And well, he definitely I, does. And I, I think I think he, he's somebody who's been true to the art form and all that, you know? I think it's interesting though how you kind of started doing like, I guess more like Kind of like a pop, like indie rock stuff ish type of stuff when he first started, and then he jumped right into more like funk and disco. Yeah, so that's interesting. And um, what, what's the deal with Mark Ronson? Mark Ronson was the um, he's more like a creator, like a DJ or something like that. Oh, okay, and that, yeah, and that's and they did Uptown Funk together, which is funny because it's just credited to him, but he's like you know, um, you know, like a party, like a DJ kind of guy, I think. Yeah, um, have you listened to anything from Silk Sonic? No, but I do want to hear that because I know that's Bruno Mars' newest project. Yeah, he actually, because yeah, I know he teamed up with um, one of the rappers that was in there, um, XXL2016. That was in what exactly? XXL. Okay. It's a rapper, it's a rapper magazine, it's like a hip hop magazine, and they, what they usually do is that each year they'll bring up like 10 or so rappers that they believe is going to be like the next big hit. Mm. So he came out of, of um, so the guy's name is um, the guy he's working with his name is Anderson Pack, and he came out in the 2016 class, which I do think is probably the best and worst year. Mm. The worst because it had some of the worst rappers ever, yeah. But they also had one of the most hilarious ciphers that I've ever listened to. Right. I still love listening to it to this day. But the other thing too is why I would say also say the best, aside from the fact that he had a really entertaining one, is that most of the people from that particular year actually became successful. Interesting. That's when people like Young Thug and Little Uzi Vert and like um okay, not no not Young Thug, he came out in twenty fourteen. I mean like yeah, Little Uzi Vert and um a couple other people. 
I'll talk to you later. But a couple of those guys, if you're watching, you probably know what I'm talking about. A bunch of those guys came out that year, and Anderson Pack he did as well. So he was trying to rap. His 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 um, verse was awful, but it was hilarious. So I think him and Bruno Mars working together, I think, is fantastic because he's very he seems to be a very committed person. They and they and they seem to work pretty well together. So I got I actually got my mother that album. I haven't listened to it yet. I was going to when I was going through this music when I was starting to get a little bored with um the stuff I had to listen to prepare yeah, for this. I know, right? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't even I couldn't even fully wish to Billy Eilish and Lil Nas X. I just had I just got through the whole Olivia Rodrigo on her journey. Like I said, with her, I really hope she kind of goes back to what she was doing. Like, yeah, like like I the performances so that she was doing before. I hope she goes back to that. More importantly, tries to put that into a studio album. Yeah. And- and Olivia Rodrigo, what do you what what's your advice for her? Um, I guess she could just continue to do what she's doing, but just maybe a little more lively, I guess. And advice for Billy Eilish and Lil Nas X? Um, Lil Nas X, he needs to go back to the old town road type of thing. And um Billy Eilish, she, uh, she can just continue to do what she's doing. I think she's been doing fine for the most part. But um, but there is one other thing I did wanna mention. All right, so this is probably the last thing. I think this is the best way to um, end it all. Okay, sure. So I saw I, I saw this video on YouTube as well. I think you should check it out. But do you think we will ever have um, – do, do you think legends still exist or can exist? Uh, different. Diff- totally different. Um, and I think the reason why is not that there are not people that are, no, there are people that will be super talented. Yes. Uh, that'll come in over the years and all that, but we won't have another Beatles again, uh, because they paved the, the way, you know, there wasn't really anything going on with rock music in that sense of the way of, of before the Beatles did it, you know? And that's sort of the same with Elvis, Buddy Holly and all that. And I think, you know, we're not going to have pioneers in a rock setting. We might have other music that, you know, people might be pioneers for with certain rap genres, but not high school. Yeah, but I was, I was also just talking about just, I guess, music in general. I know for rock, it's, that's just kind of dead. Like, I would say for rock, maybe the Black Keys. But like, on Muse. But aside from them, I don't know. Some people probably say Arctic Monkeys are Arctic. I should have listened to Muse more. I, I'm honestly just going based on that one song. To be honest with yeah, like, it's just it, it's just that good. But but like artists in general, especially like in the last twenty years, can you do you see any of these people being cause like um like a legitimate music legend? No. Because for me, the only people I really would give like that would be Kanye West, Jay Z, and maybe Bruno. Yeah. Billy Eilish, maybe Pink, sort of, maybe Eminem, but like, I don't know about the rest of these guys. Like Drake, I don't, I, like, I can't really say much because you know he's he just kind of does a lot of generic stuff. Maybe Lil Wayne, I don't know. Like, but there's a lot of people I really don't think I that will be music legends. I just, I really hope that changes, but yeah. Oh. And now that as we get to one, we've re- we've ended on that. We might never have another music legend again. Just remember that, people. We might never have another music legend again. But what do you guys think? Do you guys believe that we have any music legends now or in the past 20 years? Let us know. Let us know in the comments. And let us know this will also be distributed on, po- on the podcast platforms as well. 
So goodbye, people. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.